Hi, Daddy. This is Gabby. I just wanted to call to see how you're doing. I miss you a lot. I love you. Bye. There are places I Hey, I'm really excited you are here today. I'm uh, looking at beautiful snowfall here in New Jersey right now. Big flakes, uh, windy, cold. But today we got a cool thing. My daughter, Gabrielle, finally joins me on the podcast. She said, when are we doing this podcast? You keep saying we got a, we got a, I was waiting for her to say that. That's what I was waiting for. So now that she said it, we did it today and uh, I am pleasantly surprised and hopefully you will get some insight on a father-daughter relationship on where she's at in life and maybe your children are at that place in life they may be they just left college they they're they're she she talks about a lot in this podcast and we're gonna get so much further we also she wants to well you'll see Towards the end, there's uh, something we're going to try to pull off February 21st at the Paramount in Long Island, Huntington, my return to the Paramount. And uh, we, we go a lot of places. She made me belly laugh today. We thought a lot. It was really nice hanging out with my daughter. And we, we were just like two souls sitting on a bench talking. And I hope you enjoy it. I hope you like it. And afterwards, do yourself a favor, please, please, as crazy as this world seems, and as the the news is infiltrating, and politics is infiltrating, and debating is infiltrating, and you can't stand this law that passed, or whatever, whatever's good, or you're going through love, and so-and-so's sick, and you're having a tough time with the one you love, and whatever's going on, do yourself a favor. Without, without the importance of you... Of you feeling good inside, your soul nourished, you can't give you can't give back, can't give back to life. You can't be better unless you are. So do yourself a favor. After this shutdown, not directly, but sometime this week, take twenty minutes and be silent. Go outside. Even if it's freezing out, bundle up, get as get a, just Stand outside. Sometimes it's so cold in front of my house. Wind's blowing. It's five degrees. I'll just stand in the doorway for like the 15, 20 minutes in the silence. And it's just beautiful. If you live in a little town, walk through the town. Sometimes walk through it at night. No phone. No phone. Half hour of your life is not going to kill you without a phone. One hour of your life is not going to kill you without a phone. The world will keep continuing. That has proven time and time again. The river keeps flowing, people keep paddling, and life keeps moving. Shut everything off. Be silent. You want to try meditating? You want to try praying? Whatever. I listen to Indian flute music. I'll tell you some of the things I do in a podcast or whatever. Or some of you ask me for specifics, I'll answer you. And that's it. I really enjoyed today's podcast. Um... I feel really good about it. I hope you're good wherever you're at in life. You are struggling through something. I hope you get through it. You will get through it. I'll talk to you soon and enjoy the listen.
Hey there, everyone. How you doing? Um, God, what are we hitting? We're hitting... Oh, I know what we're hitting. We're hitting the second week in in uh, January, and I've been... I've been practicing. I've been training all the last couple months for what I'm going to do next week, and I'm going to give you updates the whole time. We have something kind of cool today. I have my daughter here, Gabrielle. Hi. And uh, I will tell you this. I've been, I'm pretty excited. I'm going to give you updates on Instagram, Facebook, and all. I'm going to make videos. My pitching coach is all, it's like, you got to make me videos and all that. And so I'm going to keep you updated. So watch all that stuff. There's, uh. Certain venues, too, for the tour coming up are selling really quick. So if you didn't get tickets yet in Virginia and Tennessee, uh, Clearwater is going to sell out real quick. It's already close to selling out. There's certain areas close to selling out. So get your tickets while you can. But Get your tickets. Yes. This is my... Hi, Gabrielle. Hello. How are you? You never did a podcast. I have not. There's so much to talk about. I don't even know I'm where so to start. I'm so excited. I don't even know where to start. I know, right? It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute. I have so much experience now. Well, this so many, is what So I, many stories. Well. <laughs> so many untold stories. Yeah, where do we even... Um, all right, let me ask you this. Yes. You just... You called me up. I don't know, a month, month and a half ago. Oh, yeah. You said, Dad. No moss. I, I can't do this anymore. No moss. You said, I, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Meaning. Uh, school. School. Now, my question to you is, it was it. When's the first time? Did you did you always? When did you first start I feeling that? I feel like I've been struggling with school my entire life. Personally, I never liked school growing up ever, and going to college was nice at first in a social sense. When you were in Florida? Yeah, I really, I honestly do miss Florida the most. I like I, I would honestly consider going back. Maybe. You said that. You did say. Yeah. You liked being at Eckerd. I really liked that because of the the way they taught. Well, they it was more hands on. It was a lot more hands on. It was very discussion based, which is what I realized I worked best with in terms of like academics. Um, but it was just so small, <laughs> and like I didn't have a car. Well, it's more like well, it's more like hands-on and stuff, don't you think? Yeah, but like I just met like the community. Like it was really, really small. Like right, it was the size of high school. So got it. That was the only thing that I didn't really enjoy, just because I'm so sensitive to my environment in terms of the people that I'm around. So, all right, let me ask you this: <laughs> If you had to start all over. Yeah. Right. You're you're in high school right now. Uh huh. And w- what would be your move now if you can go? Not not a not a regretful matter because I got to be honest with you. I think I think this is gonna be the greatest move for you ever. 
I think so too. I'm Matter of fact, I'm I'm, I'm going to take away the word think, <laughs> and I'm going to say I know. I'm really hoping. Like I don't really know what to think. I don't think there's hope. I'm telling you, there's just is. Okay. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take your word for it. <laughs> no, but don't you feel it though? Uh yes, yes and no. There's just What's like the no? it's just like it's so unknown. Like I'm going in such a like unknown territory. I mean. It's a little known, just because I know in the past I've gone with you, like, a few times, like, traveling and stuff, and I remember how influential it was, so I I do know it's going to be great, but, like, there's also that part inside of me that's just anxious, and, like, am I still making the right choice? Yeah. Because, okay. like, in the past, like, yeah. I make such impulse decisions because it's so based on, like, this inner kind of like drive that i have all right but that it ends up not being what i thought it was gonna be so like i'm always nervous going into like a new environment and like a new kind of path because i don't know what i'm getting myself into yeah and i i get that because see when i was your age um i was actually i try really really hard and it's not the easiest thing in the world I try really hard to constantly think about where was I at your age? Where was I at your sister's age? Both both your sisters. Mm-hmm. Or where was I at this time? And I can honestly say, I don't know if um, I, I was at the greatest place. And when I look back at it, um, my parents just upped and left Long Island on a street that I grew up my whole life, never left the freak. We didn't need to leave the street. We were mm-hmm. out. We were out all the time, and then all of a sudden they just moved to Florida. And I want to be an actor. I want to be a comedian. And when I moved to Florida. Florida's not a place for that. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it it just was. Uh, I left everything I've known. Yeah. Without on impulse, I didn't ask for it. It yeah. just happened. They came back. Said we bought a house in Florida. What? Um, and it took two, three years, and I thought maybe my dream was over. So I guess what I'll add, did you ever, did you ever have a dream? Um, honest, I don't know, because I guess not. I guess not. Because um, every time I would think of... I don't know, cause like my head yeah, is just it's all it's just over a regular, the place. It's just a. The thing like, is, like, I can imagine myself doing so many different things that, like, I never found like one true thing that I was so passionately driven by. Mm. So I don't really know. I'm just kind of like, yeah, waiting for it to find me almost. I go, I yeah. And, <laughs> well, I think that's honestly, I think that's most people. Sometimes I. Sometimes I wonder if that's the reason why so many teenagers and so many people are either numb or have anxiety or are depressed. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen. I think it happens in your home. It happens with family. But it's like they... 
you start feeling the pressure as a teenager. You need to do this and you need to do that and you need to. What kind of school are you going to go to and all? And that's I a lot. I think it just comes down to someone's purpose. Like I think it's really hard to live without a purpose, and a lot of teenagers are so pressured to just stick with the structure of school right and then to like kind of hold off on a purpose like i see school like once i was like when i was in school like i kind of realized school is meant for you at least where i was going for you where i was going like eckerd was a liberal arts school so they were super um they were super like they really pushed trying to learn everything Mm -hmm. and then try to kind of figure out where you wanted to like put your best interests and like where you should put your like most of your effort Mm. in trying to figure out what you want to do after college right because a lot of the time people who go to college they know they have an idea of what they want to do but then they get there and they're like oh this is not at all what i want to do (laughs) (laughs) right and so that could i don't know it's just really really confusing everyone's i, feel I don't like, know i don't know i feel like nobody it. just like has no idea what's going on yeah, nobody I, knows what's going on at all i, I don't know what's going on yeah and i, <laughs> I haven't know what's going on since like uh maybe like 12 years old <laughs> 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 it was like the minute i got a conscious like mind like the minute i started thinking independently in my brain i was just like wait what <laughs> 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 i just was like so confused mm. All right, it's interesting you say you have a drive. When, I, I mean, I, I can honestly say I feel there was, there was a weird moment that hit me when I was young, and I've talked about it a bunch of times, and I, I wrote it in a book and blah, 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 but I'm, I'm dead serious. Something I struggle with is just... I feel like everyone has a certain type of gift in life. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that is, but I also struggle with why does it have to become a business and everything else? And why should you like, all right. So where I'm getting at is this. I discovered at a young age that I can make people laugh. It probably, if I really soul search it and go through therapy and all that, it's probably from a, uh, um, A, my environment, everyone around me was funny, but also I was a heavy, I was a fat kid, Mm -hmm. so maybe there was a lot of defense mechanism going on there. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I also was just, I don't know. For, so whatever reason, I do remember being about 17 or 18, 18, 19, when there was someone crying on their porch. And I walked up to him and I felt so bad that, that she was crying. She was much older. And she told me what happened. It was something like, I don't know, oh, my boyfriend of the last five years, I thought I was going to marry him. And I don't know what happened to me. It. I went, I'm going to, I'm going to break her. I'm going to heal this one. She's going to go from, from crying, sobbing to laughing. 
which is exactly what happened. And she, at first she was kind of annoyed. She's like, stop, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> and then I go, fine, I'm leaving. And I would walk down the sidewalk and then turn around and go, but grandma wants, you know, I do a voice, but <laughs> grandma wants to give you a cake. <laughs> and then she'd go, stop, stop, it's not. And then eventually I broke her and she started laughing so hard. <laughs> but the moment that I remember is when she started laughing, Gab, she went like this. She went, you know, her eyes got freaked out. Uh-huh. And she looked at me like like an alien. And she went, I don't know who you are, uh-huh. but you're freaking me out. <laughs> because I'm not supposed to be laughing right now. Uh-huh. I should be, this is like the worst day of my life. Uh-huh. And and you're, you're actually making me feel better about it. Oh my God. And... She's that's weird. You you got a weird power, and I don't know if it's because she said that or a gift. And I, and I kept hearing the word. You got a gift. You got a gift. You got a gift. You got a. Yeah. Oh my god, he's so funny. And but that moment made me like you own the gift now. Yes. <laughs> You're like oh this is this is this yes is and it. sometimes it's a for a business and sometimes we're now the first. Like, now you've lived it, and you're like... Up until you were born, I was chasing the whole... I wanted leather pants. I told you... I told you leather pants? <laughs> I can't get over the leather pants <laughs> and kangaroo shit. That's, that's the most random thing I can think of. Out of everything, why is it leather pants? I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Oh, my God. Leather pants are, like, in right now. Mom has been rocking them. Oh, my God. <laughs> I actually... I asked Mom... Sorry, this is off topic. No, no, it's okay. Mom, it's okay. Mom has been so into the leather pants. Every <laughs> time I see them, I can just hear you in the back of my head, like, I want leather pants. And, like, on it, if you think about it, like, you got a smoking hot wife, and she's wearing leather pants. Oh, uh, <laughs> So you won. You won. I you won. won. <laughs> <laughs> I... I won. You just have to get the kangaroo. Now I just gotta get a kangaroo, and I'm I'm lived the dream. I lived the freaking dream. It's not what you thought it was. It's not. What, it's not what and it never is what you think it's it is. It's never what you think it it's is. It's never, ever. How many times have I told you? I would walk oh, in your room. It's one and of go, your bits. It's I know. Just one of your yeah. Wow! I, I, I never, bet you never thought about it. Like no, that. I didn't. But I'm like a lot of you. Mom wears them. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me turn on Aquaman. Stop, stop. <laughs> Tell me about it, stud. Oh my god! All right, I'll stop. All right, all right. <laughs> Getting off topic. Oh, that's so funny. All right, so I will tell you why the leather pants. It's very simple. <laughs> Um, <laughs> to the point where what? Wait, wait what color? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I wanted just black. Okay. I wanted to look like the lead singer of Judas Priest, <laughs> but I wanted to look like Rob Halford. I didn't realize he was wearing an S and M outfit. <laughs> I didn't realize. Oh, I didn't realize it was a, a an S and M downtown outfit. <laughs> I had I just thought Yikes. it uh, cool and metal. Yikes! So anyway, <laughs> see what about what no no about, no, like... no no no. But here's where it really came from. It came from wait no because I, I wanted to s- do comedy. Okay, it was Eddie Murphy. Okay, Eddie Murphy was is close to my age, 
and I saw him. Yeah. I saw him on Long Island at the a place called the Westbury Music Fair, and and I just couldn't believe. It. I loved it. He made me laugh so hard. Yeah. But when he did his first comedy special, he came out with red leather pants. Okay, see, that's what I thought. I remember the red leather pants. That's red. why I asked you the color, because I was like, wait. Yes. Yeah. No, because I remember you mentioning the red. But he looked too good. I was always chubby. I can never look <laughs> like him. He was he was crushing uh, it. Yeah. Because for a guy to come out and, w- and wear what he wore, in this day and age, most guys would go, whatever. Actually, you know, no. They're coming back. They're coming back. No, I know Harry that, but, Styles just started this whole new like leather it, pants thing again. Yes, but women and girls, yeah. yes. But to have a guy go... All right. Okay, I think you're cool. All right. Because you're meaning you're like a icon. pop star. A yeah. pop star is going for the chicks. Okay. He's not going for the boys. He's not going for the guys. Um, Eddie Murphy pulled off. And I'm surprised no one talks about it. <laughs> he, he, as a man, to get such a man following, yeah. and he came out with a red leather jacket zipped down <laughs> and tight red leather pants and he and then his second special he did purple leather so funny but that's why I wanted the leather pants and I wanted (laughs) kangaroo because because like just for a little you know well Michael Jackson got a monkey I wanted a kangaroo that's so (laughs) and so I got mom who wears the leather pants and I got Finley who's a deaf (laughs) senile poor thing our poor Finley (laughs) He's a cat. Anyway, I don't know how. Oh, all right. So I guess all this, what I was getting to was, yes, I had that calling and I owned it. But I will say the first 10 years, I was going for the leather pants kangaroo. These last 10 plus years, I look at life and what I'm what I can put out there in a completely different light. I feel once I realized I can touch people and inspire people yeah, and maybe help heal, not me personally, but whatever is mm-hmm. going out through me. Yeah. That changed my whole perspective on this and comedy and my stand-up comedy and even the scripts I'm writing now. See, you said 10 years you started to have that mindset but before you said it was before i was born correct but that's a 10 years difference well from 1989 so, i did a lot up until you were born okay when I, in 1989 in terms of what um entertainment okay like, i got oh yeah 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 i got shot out that was like cannon. your peak <laughs> correct because i was i was confident. which which makes sense like once you have a kid you're like oh this is i have to I have to shape a human being. <laughs> no, but I had a choice. Okay. I was seriously tried to be lured out to California. Okay. And the exact words used to me. And that's their job. I'm not saying it was wrong, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I heard a demon voice while they said it. Ooh. The voice was, if you want to stay in your nice little place with your kid... You know, and have a nice low living, cool. But if you really want it, you need to come out to Los Angeles. Uh. And you need to live out here. Gotta and you need to sell be committed your soul out here. to the 
devil. And that, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, that freaked. I, if Not only freaked me out, I didn't like the wording. Yeah. I didn't like, I really. And then I started thinking about some people I knew. And families that were broken and. I'm like, okay, so this guy's on his fourth marriage. And even though he's the biggest star in the world, he's got the three kids here, two kids there. Do I want to... exhausting. Do I want to be that dad? No. And I'm, I'm not saying... I'm not cutting down anyone in that world, but I made a conscious decision. Yeah. Quality over quantity. Yeah, and, and I don't want to make this about like, I'm so wonderful. <laughs> what I'm saying is you have a choice. Yeah. And that was the beginning of me. And I also, I saw enough of ha- of of vanity. I won't call it Hollywood vanity. It's just like a an very... ego that it. I saw the I saw a side that the general public doesn't see a lot, and I and actually it's coming out more and more and more, and uh, it's it's a. I wasn't the way I grew up with the moral standards, and we were not perfect people. There was there was racist thoughts and small minded thoughts. Yeah, about, nobody is. But it was but it was all segregated. But I will say, the morals, the do the right thing, the look after one another, the the values, the values did not match anything that Hollywood pushes for, and that. No, Hollywood is it was, more it, of a shallow kind of show. And, Hollywood and, is just a show. It's a great show. <laughs> so it brings me to this world. Because the reason I ask you, I remember, um, and I'm not pushing this. I'm just saying little thoughts. Mm-hmm. Ever since I've known you, when you're happy in general, and I, I guess a lot of people do this, you are singing nonstop and you're dancing. Yeah. And I guess that's, I guess most people are like that, but there was something a little different about yours than, like, the other two don't do that. No. When they're happy, they're not singing all day. No. Uh, t- neither one. I don't really, they don't have, like, a thing, I feel like. Like, that's kind of like. I feel like, well, I do believe I believe they do one is developing the other one does have it's more in a funny uh, imitating everyone Who, world yes yeah Kelsey can I tell you oh the my other God, day she's so funny she's so funny no offense but she's funnier than you uh, alright <laughs> like there's just something about Kelsey that like she's able to literally like attune to any person where like yeah you're funny and like you know like the business and all that but like you have a following while kelsey can literally make anybody laugh and like she she doesn't she doesn't offend she doesn't like no (laughs) that's what she's so good about like being so pc but like not in an aggressive way that like you don't even oh my god she's so funny (laughs) she's so funny she's just a goof can i tell you the other night oh my gosh she's so funny the other night um (laughs) you know what it is gab she imitates if she had my confidence like oh oh my god oh my god oh boy she'd be unstoppable (laughs) unstoppable she'd be woof 
but she does not want to do it. Yeah, no. She's so, so weird. I do have, but I do have a, uh, uh, She's so funny. a, a long-term plan that she doesn't know about. <laughs> where I'm like, if I create stories and characters, she could be a completely different character. Because that's another thing. I've done things where I like put on a wig, <laughs> put on makeup, and don't, and, and let me tell you something. Oh my God. Gabby's sister, Kelsey, if you put a character in her. Oh yeah. She, she just takes off as the character. Oh yeah. And she goes, it's got a history. It goes off. It's so funny. And wait, guess what? She's, that's called acting. She's a genius. All right. So the she's other day. She's a comedic genius. I'm going to be doing this as a bit, by the way. <laughs> the other day. Oh, and did you guys see the video of me yelling in my mirror? If you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't seen it. <laughs> that was my idea. It, yeah, go on Instagram or Facebook, and I'm yelling at myself in the mirror. That's so funny. And you can explain what led up to it, so, and we'll get back to Kelsey. So my dad comes in, and like, first of all, he has these stupid headphones that he has, and he's had them for like what three? No, no, no. These I just bought maybe three months ago because okay, I lost right. the other ones. Yeah. No, the other ones I left in my pocket. And the, it got washed. Oh, okay. And, it, and only one ear works. So I had to buy new ones. Yeah. So he has this whole thing with earbuds where, like, if he doesn't have earphones at any given time, it's just, it's just like chaos. And so he's always <laughs> running around the house. First of all, he loses everything. Like, he, <laughs> oh my God, we, we have like this ongoing joke that if you leave something in dad's car, it's gone. <laughs> like, it's the black hole. It is. It's weird. His car is the black hole. You can't leave anything in his car because you'll never see it again. I know. I'm so, sorry. It's okay. But anyway, so he's looking around for his headphones. He's like, which one of you mother effers took my headphones? And we're like, what do you Like, nobody has your stupid headphones. Because yeah. they're not like, right. they're not like the Apple headphones. They're just like normal. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, Usually don't you plug know. it in your phone yeah. and you, it's the thing and thing. And the only difference is. It has is, the dongle. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, a little soft thing on the end. It's just regular headphones. It's just regular headphones you can buy literally anywhere. I've gone into each one of their rooms <laughs> and looked multiple times. Convinced. Yeah. Convinced. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> One of them, and not only did one of them take it, they all know about it. Hey, did you take my headphones and put them in my jacket where I forgot they were for over a week? Stop doing that. Well, Dory, Dory is usually the headphone taker because she's like a squirrel. Dory just like takes everyone's she's stuff. She's been really good lately though. Kelsey is the sneaky one about it. But anyway... Yeah, Kelsey does it. You're like, you don't even realize it's missing and then she'll come out like with it on and you'll be like, hey... That's mine. <laughs> oh, sorry. She's like, oh, this? This is this is yours that I got out of your cloth? What? But Gabrielle <laughs> so, made a video. <laughs> so I made and You didn't want to post it though. No, because I, I look gross in it. Like, I didn't want... You didn't like the way you looked. No, I didn't, yeah, okay. I was just like, I needed a shower. But <laughs> Well, I could tell you, when you did that, it was so <laughs> belly laughing funny. And then I tried to... So basically, I imitated... When you watch this video, I imitated <laughs> what Gabrielle showed me. Yeah. So she's like, this... All right, I'm doing an imitation of dad. <laughs> Which one of you took, took, took my headphones... My that, headphones. ...that I put and I forgot <laughs> that I put in my pocket? <laughs> Was it you? <laughs> so I try to image. So when you say oh that, was, so on the same night, Kelsey. So 
my middle one and my youngest one just went on a cruise and they went to um they went to with, with my in-laws yeah so they my went in-laws to Cozumel. Was, yeah. It was like a Bahamas cruise. So my in-laws was so... They're such beautiful people. And they took <laughs> two of my kids on a freaking cruise, which is so amazing. So... For everyone's 16th birthday, they'll take them on a cruise. Yeah. And so Kelsey's 16th was about two years ago. But she also... She wanted to originally take my cousin, but my cousin didn't want to go. Yeah. So instead, she took Dory, who's right. going to be turning... 15. 15 i don't know it was just like a little compromise thing but so while she's doing that so since then kelsey (laughs) she dumped imagine this imagine when you pop a zit no imagine this imagine you walking into a room a small room with a suitcase of unfolded clothes now open that suitcase up and throw it Violently <laughs> everywhere. Literally everywhere. Now, open all your drawers and throw spill. those clothes up in the air and leave the drawers open. <laughs> now, go in your bathroom mm-hmm. and take three of your towels and toss those in. But first, dip them in a. In a, in a first, get them wet no, and then first, toss them in there. Yeah, no. First, you just got to wipe all your makeup off with them and then just kind of yeah. chuck them wherever. Yeah. It could be at the end of the bed. It could be in yeah. front of the door. Then take Q-tips <laughs> and clean your use, black eyeliner. Use 10 of them for a <laughs> single eyeball. And now throw that. And then just just sprinkle that like a little everywhere, right. just like a little sprinkle, a little right. seasoning of the room. And that is my sister's room yeah. on a daily basis. Now, imagine <laughs> now you get the room, what it looks like. Okay, you, you know exactly who that person is in your life. You, and maybe it's you. <laughs> now, Kelsey the other day oh goes, I got to clean my room. And then she goes, all right, here's an imitation of dad and mom walking in my room. Oh my God. This was so funny. Is she, I wish she would do this, but she won't do it. For, I wanted her to do this for you people. I can like try to make her. She goes like this. She goes, dad walks in and. No, no, do moms first. No, 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 no. No, you got to do no, moms. No, no, I can't. It, it, I do comedy contrast. Trust me. Like, okay. Save yeah. mom for the second half. All right. All right. So she goes, here's dad. See, I thought it but was here's what freaked me out. She had my mannerisms down to the point <laughs> where I don't even know I have these mannerisms. She had me come in. She imitated the way I looked at the room and, and the way my thought process went in my eyes. And she wasn't over-exaggerating. She was just, she became me. And she goes like this. She went, oh, Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, this is interesting. <laughs> you know, most creative people <laughs> live in messy, like, are messy people in general. <laughs> um, like, this is a sign of a creative mind. I said, this is the sign of a creative mind. <laughs> Fifteen minutes later, mom walked in and went, Kelsey, this is ridiculous. You know, how do you live in this? Get This is, you know what? You're not, give me a phone. Give me a phone. How? And you're not going on the phone until you clean all this shit up, Kelsey. No, this is, you can't live like that. Jim, she's, she's not like, going to be gonna, able to college. She can't live with people. How are you going to, let me ask something. When you're at college, how are you going to do this? How are you going to do this, Kelsey? 
Don't talk back to me. Don't talk back oh to me, God. Kelsey. We, I couldn't <laughs> breathe. I was laughing so hard. I don't know where I was going with all this. Um, it was just like a funny occurrence. Oh, we said. With Kelsey imitating know. the family. But we also said like the calling. The c- that's, what, that's how we got into it. The calling. Like we don't know. Are calling. So the reason I was going to ask you. No, we I were saying what, like, when we're happy, like, what of what of our singing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey's humor is like on, an, like, it's just so finely tuned when she's in a peaceful state of mind. Oh. Because like when Kelsey gets mad, oh. like she's just a raging bitch. Like she's she's hardcore. <laughs> she's, and she's mad. She's just a wasp. Like. Yeah. She's just ugh. yeah. But, all right, I don't want to get into that. But when she's happy, it's so funny. She's just like a goof. Um, so, <laughs> I guess, back to your new journey. Yeah. It's interesting because when you were on the conversation with me, you were like, Dad, I want to sing. I want to start singing more. What did you, What did you envision when you said that? I don't know. It just feels like something I need to do. The thi- I well, what think do you envision? In other words, do you? Is it a big stage? Is it little? Is it for someone, or is it just? Is it recording? Is it a? Is it a pop star? Is it? I don't. Is it in a little bar, or is it just? I don't know. It just. It's because I had those. I had those feelings too. I saw myself as a comedian, actor, musician. Uh, so I didn't know exactly what it was, but I knew it was the entertainment. Yeah. I'm not really... You're not really sure? I guess not. I feel like when I when I say, like, I want to start singing, it's more of, like, a general thing. But then, like, my mind will wander, and it'll always come back to either, like, huge pop star... Yeah. It's natural. Or... Or just like a small kind of vent. Like, do you remember when you when I went to go see Christina Perry? Yes. That's what I imagine. Like, just like a medium sized little venue thing, but like that was a great show. Oh my god, I love her. That was a great show. It was so cool. And up until two weeks ago, I would cry every time I hear <laughs> that song. I know that's like our song. I know that's our song. <laughs> and so I don't cry anymore though. No. I'm, I'm okay with it now. Oh. I had these horrible, not horrible, I just, it was so sad. Aww. It was almost a feeling of disconnect. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm back. Baby. But now I feel connected <laughs> and I don't get sad when I hear it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. All right, yeah, like an Irving Plaza. I like that. Vision? Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. There is part of me that. I, I told someone, you know, my goal, I, if I was able to sell out like 15, 20,000 people, I think. See, like, I, I don't think even I would know what en- that looks like. I think I would enjoy that. <laughs> I think I would enjoy that, but I don't ever want to strive for that. I want to strive for right where I'm at. Yeah. But you're singing, and I've told you this. I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> I've told you this. I don't know what it is. And I'm not saying it because of you're my daughter. If I, I had a dollar for every time I heard this. I know. <laughs> but what do I say? 
you always i don't know you're always like i just see something in you and you say it's kind of like the same thing when you saw dave chappelle yes. when he first started when i first saw chappelle i was in the village i was at a comedy club it was me and phil my friend phil that i grew up with and we were sitting in the back of the room because I was trying to get it. I was I was looking at New York Comedy Club, see which ones I, I wanted to try to get in. Mm-hmm. And Dave Chappelle walked up. And he was a kid. I don't think he was up there 25, 30 seconds. I can't explain it to this day. I looked at Phil. Phil looked at me. We didn't even have to say anything. And I went, am I crazy? I feel like I'm seeing... Like a future, like soup. This is a super. There's this. Kid, this kid's a superstar. There's something deeper here. There was a. Gl- I can't explain it. Yeah. And when he finished, I still have the moment like it was yesterday. We both got up, and I went out of my way to shake his hand and go. I just got to tell you, you are gonna be. I don't know what it is. You're going to be huge. And he was like, oh, thanks, man. Thanks, Where man. Where were you, like, career-wise when this first happened? Because, like, I never really understood, like, what your I'll tell you exactly where I was dance at. was. Like, I don't know. I, I believe I left Florida because I knew I wanted to, I, I I made this conscious decision. So is this when you, like, first started out? Or- yes. Okay, so like, were you? Did you have a following at this point? No. Okay, so no. that's what I was wondering, because no. like, you make it sound. I had like- to find like three people. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. So no, what happened was I was doing open mic comedy. Okay. In Florida. Yeah. I made conscious decision. This is what I'm doing the rest of my life. Yeah. I started. I also. So you seen Dave Chappelle's when you got back from New York? Yes, after or got back to New York. Yeah, after mm-hmm. being in Florida and going on the road. Now I'm doing road gigs. I'm not making money. Both. I'm hosting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> staying in terrible places. Yeah. Uh, the only money I was making was from waiting on tables. Okay. So, but then I knew I was getting to the point where. I got to make a career move. I'm okay. 23, 24. Yeah. I can't do, no offense, Tennessee, uh, Ocala, Florida, yeah. all these tiny bars. Yeah. It's time to make a move. But I also realized, too, I had all the comedians going, Jim, you need to, you should be in LA. You should be in New York. You should be, you should be on television. You should be on this. Yeah. I, I was very vibrant, very cocky, very confident. <laughs> So I called up Phil. I said, can I live with, can you, can you ask your mom? It's cool if I live in the basement with you until I figure things out. Mm-hmm. I went back to New York. That was 1991. I'm going to say it was 91. Okay. And actually, the reason why I went up there is because a couple months before, I went up to New York to check out the club scene to see if I can get in up there. Mm-hmm. And I, I met a guy and he said, I'll manage you. And to get in with this guy was huge because he was dropping names like Eddie Murphy and I'm the one that books this television show. And you'd see his name on credit on television. So he said, you come up here 
I'll manage you. So that's, I went, oh, I'm going to have a manager. I'm going to mean TV. This is, yeah. it's all going to go down. So what I did, I worked for uh, a year straight. I picked a time when I was going to move up and I kept telling them, Hey, this is when I'm coming up. This is when I'm coming up. Okay. The week I moved up, I went to meet with him, went to the comedy club where he wanted me to meet him. And that night he told me, I can't manage you. <laughs> now I had my mom. I had everyone told everyone, everyone all the comics were like, this is huge, this monster is. Uh, I was on Ron Bennington's radio show, for those of you who know who he is. And I couldn't tell anyone. We're like, oh my god, how's the manager doing? I went, good. It was great. <laughs> so I immediately was relying on him to book all my gigs, get me in with all the clubs, get me. So now I have no work. I'm in a basement. Yeah. And after a couple days, I went, you know what? I'll do all this on my own. Yeah. So I started doing comedy clubs and I started recording every set and I edited all my tapes. You know how freaking hard that was? You had to get two big VHS tapes, get two VCRs, oh and then play one on the other and record the other one at a specific time. And so it looked like, uh, I, so I made my own and then I started handing out and I started getting shows. Oh, wait, that's so cool. And then everyone wanted to manage me. About four or five months later, everyone wanted to manage me. And then from that moment, I got asked to audition for a show in Harlem, New York. And I eventually got it. It was called the Uptown Comedy Club. It was my first TV thing ever. Oh. And, uh, and that was the night. The night I got it. Yeah. I came home from the city. I was so excited. It was also the worst night of my life because I felt like my soul and my spirit get raped because the person that told me was the person that said I'll manage you yeah and then when I went up there he said no but now everyone else wants to do it he said hey man I'll start working with you and I I I'll start working with you and I said well I'm not signing shit no 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 you already walked away yeah and now you're coming back yeah so we got the audition and I got the show and it was a lot of miscommunication about the show. Mm -hmm. And then it was sign this paper, sign this paper, sign this paper. And I kept asking, well, what about the show? Did you hear from them? Because I knew I, I crushed it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear from him. I don't, and I was afraid. I really was afraid after two and a half weeks, he's going to say I was not available or whatever. Yeah. Which I later found out they immediately told him they wanted me. But he didn't tell me that. He kept saying, sign what, this your paper. Your old manager? Yeah, he's like, sign this paper, oh. sign this paper, sign this paper. Creepy. So I went in the basement and eventually, oh, I said, I want to show it to a lawyer. He said, ah, oh, let me explain something. I get a call and the person needs an answer now. Now you're going to show it to your lawyer. Now we just lost that gig. What the hell? This is the way I was, I'm young. Yeah. And even though I'm over 18, 21, that's when people say, are you over 18, 20? That's such a horseshit scam. <laughs> you know, nobody's going to read. So... Yeah. And you also, it's like a whore and a pimp. I'm the whore. <laughs> He's the pimp. Yeah. And so I signed it and I felt I can feel my soul crumble. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, you signed it? I signed it. It's like Ariel. 
Yeah. Well, he's so yes. We haven't discussed the subject of payment. You can't get something for nothing, you know. But I don't have it. I'm not asking much. Just a token, really, a trifle. You'll never even miss it. What I want from you is your voice. Yeah. And I probably a better analogy. <laughs> and they and they immediately went, You're gonna make so much money now. Mm. Two hours later. Ha, psych. Two hours later at dinner, gets a page, supposedly. Says, hold on, I gotta make a call. I come sit down. He goes, you got the show. And I knew right there, my soul just sank and I went, you tricked me. That's how I felt. Not saying that's what happened. But I was like, you. So that night I went home. I was so excited. I just want to tell my brother. Oh, shit. And then this and that was, was that was the night he died. Yeah. Oh, weird. Okay, I remember this story now. So while I'm in Harlem on this show called the Uptown Comedy Club, Tracy Morgan was on there. Yeah. Um, I had a life-changing moment with Tracy Morgan during that show. I wish the whole world got to. My dream was to always make a movie of what went on that the conversation that went on that car. I it would change. So many lives. Something I have to... But whatever, that's another... I'm getting off topic here. <laughs> that's... I believe it was right before that happened and right during that time when I started Dave Chappelle. But even when I got that... Uh, okay. Even when I got that show, it wasn't big and it wasn't huge. But that's... It was a start and I knew uh, it was the beginning of being on my way. So at the end of the day... And then I got <laughs> married and that was that. And I didn't realize I married a groupie. <laughs> That, we're totally kidding oh my because God. for the record me and mom were because we're biffles we were really good friends almost i can almost say best friends at one time before we even really Aww. thought of yeah yeah yeah. and i knew the minute i saw her, i was gonna marry her Aww. i knew the second i saw her i don't know what it was i was like oh my god <laughs> You're my wife. <laughs> she didn't know it yet. <laughs> but that's, I just, she was standing there with a little pocketbook and her little thing, she's like, hi, and I went, oh my God. It's like a movie. It really is like a movie scene. I'm like, oh my God, I'm married. Even the events that led up to it were weird. Really? Yes, because we were supposed to meet at a gas station. All right? Because it was too, she so said it was, it was too complicated <laughs> to find her place. Okay. I'll never find it. I Don't forget there's no this. Waze or Google or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, she was late. Pissed me <laughs> As off. As always. As always. <laughs> what a shocker. Mom's going to be late to her own funeral. <laughs> she is. So <laughs> I left. I left. Yeah. And as I was oh pulling... that's so funny. As I was pulling out, I noticed I didn't have gas. <laughs> So I turned around and I was filling my gas tank up and I went, you know what, screw this chick. <laughs> and just as I was finishing filling the tank, this guy comes up to me and goes, Jim Brewer? <laughs> and went, what? he goes, we went to college together. What? Remember, he was in a theater department. Oh my God. And he goes, remember we used to do uh, uh, the Batman and, and Batman together. And he started imitating. He goes, I, I'm the manager at this at this gas station, I want you to come in and take my number. And I'm like, oh, God, uh, no, I want to get out of here. Yeah. So he's over-friendly. He's <laughs> driving me nuts. 
He goes, please come in, take my number. I'm like, hi. He goes, what were you doing? Here? Oh, I was supposed to meet a girl. Oh, a girl? No, no, no. Just a friend. And blah, blah. And just a friend. So we're going to comedy club. Oh, good for you. You're doing comedy. And you always said you were going to do comedy. And da, da, da. Aww. And as soon as he gives me his number, I'm like, all right, well, good talking to you. Hey, Jim? And he go, and we both turned. <laughs> and he goes, was that the girl you're supposed to meet? <laughs> And I just knew. I, I knew when I looked at her, I went, holy crow, I'm going to marry her. Aww. But, like, at that time, you'd known her in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. And she also, okay. yeah. We talked a few times, but nothing, nothing that would allude to us being. I know, but you've known her since, being, like, high school. Yeah. So everyone should suck face with it. <laughs> God. Yeah. I always, like, wonder who I'm going to end up marrying. I don't know if it's going to be, like... I don't even know. <laughs> I feel like I haven't met him yet. No, you haven't. I don't think you have. I really haven't. <laughs> I know you have. All the past men of my life are. <laughs> um, no, I. I don't. You. You haven't met a man yet. I. Yeah, a... You met. You met young adults. Yeah. I. I feel like in time. And it may be, I think it's gonna be a couple years, and all of a sudden it hit you like lightning. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Who That's kind of what I think. I think it's gonna be like, yes, and all of a sudden go, whoa, where did you come from? Yeah, that's what uh, I'm hoping. I'm just waiting for my prince and armor. Jeez, <laughs> not even 21. Don't worry about it. <laughs> all right, we got way off track. So I guess what we're doing we are is perfectly on track, my really, friend. No, you're right, we are on track. <laughs> I'm excited that you're going to come on the road. Same. I was so excited to do the podcast. You were. You came up. Well, I'm like, we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, oh, I need like, I need like a specific. Do-. I'm like, let's just do it. <laughs> no, I'm glad you did that. And you know where we are? We're sitting at a park where you used to, where I used to bring you to go I sleigh know. riding. Sledding. <laughs> I used to love sledding here. We were, you guys were so young. You say sleigh riding? You're so I old. did. Such uh, a well, boomer. I'm a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what a baby boomer? A boomer? Yeah. Um, but now, I should let everyone know, this is what blows me away about you. You, you, you came to me two weeks ago and you said a couple songs you would blow out of the water. One was a text, I think, before you even came up here. Oh, Yeah. It, what was that? So you you had a specific song. It wasn't the one that you want to do? It was it was, was it zombie. Or no. Um, or was it Vienna? Was it Vienna? I think it, it might have been. It Vienna. was a Billy. It was I a was Billy like, Joel I would, song. <laughs> I was like, I would. What what did I say? You said something. I was like, I would beat the shit out of this song. <laughs> you did. You said I would beat the shit out of this song. And I'm like, oh, I like your confidence. Now, a couple days ago, Gab goes, I want to do. Vienna. Yeah. By Billy Joel. No, no, no. But, what what no. was what it was is like I was like you brought up a topic for me to start doing start looking at when I was still at school where you were like on the next podcast I want you to talk about these songs mm. and why they why they mean something. Yeah. yeah. And I brought up Vienna by Billy Joel because that was the first song like i was in a place where like i was at school and i was completely miserable 
and I started looking into music because like music has been like the one thing that kind of helps me through all those dark times where I feel like nothing else can really help me yeah and so this song kind of just like fat like I started listening I don't know what song I think it was zombie that I first started listening to by the cranberries yeah, yeah. and the only reason that song. and the reason the cranberries stuck out is because it was the first band that mike brought up when i was singing jar of hearts oh when i was doing that one little recording of jar of hearts by christina perry yes. he brought up like you would really like the cranberries and like it was just like kind of like passing but then I was like the cranberries. I'm like, I remember someone saying that to me. And so Zombie came like Zombie like found me because it was right after I got off the phone call with like mom and like You mean when you were leaving school? I was still at school. Like it but was But you told her. Because I didn't tell her for a couple days. No, it wasn't. No, I didn't tell her. It wasn't that phone call. Her. But, like, in the oh, background, okay. I can hear screaming at, like, Kelsey yeah. and Dory about something. <laughs> like, completely irrelevant. Sure. And, like, there was just so much anger and blah, blah, blah. And a then zombie, zombie came. Yeah. And it was, like, you know, like, the family's fighting. Family's fighting. Mm. Like, whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, this is such a good song. Mm. Um so like that that was the first one and i started like picking out all these different songs that i liked and then i i think vienna was the second one i found and i was like oh my god like what i've noticed is over time if i'm like going through something like really influential that i know is gonna like impact me like music kind of finds me and i'll purposely listen to the lyrics and they'll kind of like give me an insight of what's really going on mm -hmm. without me even realizing like i will subconsciously find a song that relates to my current situation without even like consciously doing it and vienna, and was, vienna it? was the like main one that i found i remember listening to it like on the way to work and it was talking about it was like slow down crazy child which you are always like always telling me like growing up you would always be like just slow down just like relax like relax. you're not you're not an adult and like i was just growing up i've yeah, it's, always it's been a, like, like yeah like yeah, yeah. i'm just two years ago where were you you got so much time yeah take it easy so much to live for so much to live there's so much so many hours in the day take it easy nice and slow yeah it's good it's like vienna waits for you vienna waits for you so so that was gab once to i can't remember did i you came up to me like a few days ago and you were like gab this has been like in the back of my head like i think you should sing before my show at the paramount next month i was like okay then <laughs> like but that's what blew my mind she didn't even hesitate she didn't go are you crazy she didn't go I was like, she okay. didn't which again goes to your impulses you don't know how many people are at the paramount yeah you don't know what the venue is uh, i'm like thinking about it now like that's a, that's a decent amount of people and like it's, it's the paramount gonna, it's almost sold out it's gonna be 1200 people it's almost sold out already but i literally just shrugged and was like okay we're six weeks away and i think it's got like eight nine hundred seats sold oh, and we just started january yeah 
It went on sale like two, three weeks ago. I'm just like so tired of just like tumbling through. I feel like I've just been doing a slow somersault like down a grassy hill of life. And but like I'm ready to just like stand up and be like, what the hell am I doing? So <laughs> she's going to. So I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing a song. <laughs> sing a song. So we're going to, you're going to, we're going to have a coach. Yeah. Gonna warm up my vocal. Warm cords. up your vocals because you haven't done it in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, and I'm gonna beat the shit out of that song. <laughs> <laughs> now I went, I went, and 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 what I'm gonna try. So if you're going to the Paramount show, and I know a couple of you are, Christine, I know you are, uh, Bill, shout out, uh, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, and your wife, I know you are because you saw me down, and Greg. You guys saw me Atlantic City, oh, and, really and you said how many times you were been to the Paramount. And you said we're going again, Yeet. and I know you listen. So we'll see you. I I spread the word. We're gonna spread the word. So it's gonna be a regular comedy show. I'm just gonna Gaskin, sing just one song. One I said maybe song. just one song. Just one song, and then Brian can go up, or is it? Yeah, that's what you I said. think. I think it goes you. Yeah, you just want me to then sing a Brian, song. And, and we'll see what that is, and who Brian knows? Brian will do his little tap dance, and Diane Brian will do his little <laughs> comedy tap dance, and then we'll see how we feel after that. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see what the reaction is. You know, like yeah, people we'll, might be we'll, like, "What is? What is this?" Yeah, like, they'll uh, be like, "Oh, that's cool." That yeah, they go to, or they'll be like, "Dude, we don't want the comedy. Bring her out for an hour." <laughs> who knows? Um, well, yeah, we're just we're just testing the waters. But this is what I like. You're, you're not even. You're not freaking out. Nah. You're not. Cause like, you're not overthinking. You're not. Like that's what I. That's the that's only what blows way I can my mind like, about you. That's the only way I can like perform like that though. That was cause like that one time when I had to sing. I, I agreed to sing the national anthem at one of my swim meets back in high school. And I was so nervous because I literally had to swim like a relay right after it. You were nervous for that? Oh my God, I was so nervous. But the thing was, for me to calm my nerves, I have to convince myself that I just don't care. Can I tell you <laughs> And guys that is the only time where I will like knock the shit out of stuff is when I just like don't care about it. I'm just like, this is meaningless. Can That's I, the only time I could call my nerves. <laughs> wait a minute. Here's, here's the insane confidence <laughs> of Gabrielle. Or I'll like shit myself. <laughs> well, well I, I know when you're nervous. You get extremely quiet. You get intense. Um, Gabrielle, when she was in high school, she's on a swim team. And all of a sudden, she just grabs the microphone. <laughs> and she sings the national anthem. And she absolutely destroys it it was okay it was okay i did it wasn't my best it was not my best and then two seconds later she's just diving into the water and she's you know <laughs> I'm racing the person next door <laughs> like what the hell is it? what's just who does that i'm she a got woman a swim of cap many up. talents you also did it at high school before a basketball game yeah that was okay i could have done better i choked a few verses and can i tell you all this is I've told the story before too but but mom's 40th well yeah that one too we'll get into that another time yeah but uh, the voice was it the voice no oh no X Factor X Factor I, I auditioned Gabrielle auditioned what were you 14 uh yeah 14 is about 8,000 people in the arena 
I might have been younger. They said, come back tomorrow. It's freezing. We got to stand in line for five, six hours. There was no, there was no Jim Brewer. Do you know who I am? I didn't pull any of that. Put a hood on. You're like, I don't want anyone. No, I didn't want anyone to know who I was because I didn't want to take away from you. Yeah. But long story short, it goes from 8,000 to about a thousand people. Then from there, now we're in a basement with a couple of, now Gabrielle basically made it all the way to the screen test where they put you in front of the cameras. Yeah. In front of the producers who were all British. I didn't know I didn't know that well, show had British producers. Well, Simon Cowell's British. Oh, okay, okay. So he they were probably like the, the They were. Yeah. Oh, trust me, they were. They were like the big people no, that got they, you on the show. Without a hundred percent. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um but you made it. I made it to the last 200 people. Like, I'm pretty sure they said that. They're it like, was there's mind... only 200 people left in this last section. Yeah. And then out of those 200 people would determine who would get on the actual yes. show. Yes. And they're all different categories. So. Yeah. Anyway. That alone. Completely so I got, I got up to that my, point. Yeah. It, it was completely three, blew my mind. There was three different auditions that I had to go through yep. which I did Yep. and then it was like that last one where they kept us in a freezing room my was voice freezing. was shot yeah, like, it was cold it was yeah, really cold so, oh. but anyway I guess what I'm saying is the Paramount should be what date is that what date is that February 21st I think you're right let me look real quick February I think I am right uh, or the 19th February, uh, it's the 21st, 21st, 21st of so February 21st, which is going to be sold out because it's, <laughs> it's, it's the Paramount. It's not many seats left already, <laughs> but it should be cool. Yeah. I'm excited. And at the end of the day, I'm really glad you're around. I know it's not going to be easy. Yeah. Um, and we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out as time goes on. So, all right. We talked a lot. I know. <laughs> we talked a lot. This we was not, cool, This was it? a nice journey. <laughs> this is a cool journey. We're just beginning. Yeah. We're just beginning. Um, yeah. Those of you out there, I can't thank you enough. The wor- I, I know I say this every sh- podcast, but I really mean it. When you come up to me after the shows or before the shows... And you are listening to the podcast. I immediately know that who you are, because this is a different side of me. This is more of the hanging out with me. This is this is a t- totally this is the different VIP section of the uh, Jibber experience. <laughs> this is exactly so. Uh, as we grow, as we move on, I'm excited that you're moving on. The script. So I showed it to a producer, writer. He loves it. He said, "Do one little tweak, one little tweak." And he said, what's your game plan? I said, to be honest with you, I'd like to write about three or four episodes. And I already have the whole, they call it the Bible, the Bible for the series. I said, I'm already into the second season. And I have little paragraphs for every episode. And he goes, that's all you need. I went, ah, to be honest with you, I'd rather write it. I'd rather write a couple. And I also, while I'm doing it, I want to start gathering my team. Who can help me write this? Uh, who can help me do this? Because when we're ready to get this out there, which I'm thinking May or June, 
I want to walk in with a team and go, this is the team and this is how it goes. And if you love it, I love it. Let's do it. And I, and I have a specific vision for this. It's inspiring. It's empowering. It's healing. And it's belly laughing funny. And it's so relatable. That's pretty good. <laughs> wow, did you just say that about me? Because you're a tough critic too. No, I know, I know. You're when really, I first don't give any okay. No, I know. Don't, don't give first, any details away. I'm not. When okay. I first read the draft, I was like, okay, okay. And then like, yeah, there's like a few like grammatical errors and stuff. But like, generally, up, generally, no, just like the writing in general. I was like, holy shit. I was like, oh my god. Like, I see where I get my writing um, talents from. Wow. <laughs> like mom doesn't do that that's a huge compliment because <laughs> like i feel like i i always had like a drawing i always had like a calling to writing you are such a great creative writer i thought i'm telling you gab would write stuff and show it to me and i'd go oh my god these are these are amazing <laughs> lyrics yeah even my professors like at Eckerd, they were like they're so good they're like can you please work for the literary magazine they're like what are you doing yes i was like oh <laughs> it, it's I, i'm blown away by some of the things you you have written to me they're thank you it's such great lyrics yeah or poet i don't know whatever you want to call it. i think it's amazing i always think song yeah so i can't i can't i can't just categorize it but i've tried writing songs like i remember growing up i was like 10 or something i would try like writing a song and i'd be yeah. like oh I, God. I suck well sometimes i suck i don't know when i'm in like turmoil i will it'll just like come to me and i'll write out all my emotions and then i'm like oh that's why they're good <laughs> so I'm glad you like it. That me that actually means more to me than you know. And I may do so I always had a vision if if this project does go somewhere and uh, a station decides to do it. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to the I it's I don't want it on big network. They control it's everything like and they little, ruin everything. Yeah. This is my passion. I know it's going to affect yeah. lives. So I want it done the right way. Yeah. Um I think it'll and it will. It'll find a home. And to be honest with you, if it, I'll do, I'll do it on my freaking. I'll do it as a series on my phone. Yeah. If I had to. Yeah. Um, but with that said, I'll keep you updated with that whole situation and a film that I'm putting together, and I'm super excited about both projects. And I don't know where it's going to go if it turns into anything, but uh, one is. They're both full steam ahead. And I haven't done this in over 25 years. 20 years, 25 years, I don't know, whatever time is. But, um, Gabrielle, you, you were talking about your Instagram thing. Do you uh, want to, are yeah. you going to post things on there? Or? I guess. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do with it. I kind of want to, like, I don't know. Do you want to put it out there? Or? I hate the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I made an Instagram that I'm going to post stuff about, like, I don't know, once we start whatever, when they traveling. See it, they do, yeah, yeah. Um, it's called rated underscore GB. So like rated PG, but with the G. <laughs> so rated underscore. P- rated, I like that. Yeah, it's like rated GB. My my. I last, like that. My last roommate actually gave me this idea. That's a cool idea. So credit to Ariana for giving me this idea. Rated underscore GB. GB. Gabrielle Brewer. That's a cool. I like that. Yeah, and you'll see a picture of my face with my like blonde hair, and I have like I don't know. 
I have right now. It says I'm a blogger, but I just like hate. Whatever, my the the, the listeners will know. Yeah, they know it. You'll they find it. You'll find it. So, um, whatever you're doing out there, thank you for everything you do. Thank you for all the comments. Acrim, uh, I already told you about her website. If you're if you're having if you lost someone in your life, um, and and. And a lot of us have A-C-R-I-M-M-73. Uh, she lost her husband, left kids. A lot of that has happened around me. It's extremely close. I don't have to tell you that. And you need people and you need uplifting. And you need something. Uh, this person has an incredible Instagram that I just started following only because even though I'm not that predicament, I may be one day, you know my situation with D, but this person, for everything she's been through, she always has something positive put on there. So uh, we need to know people like that exist. And there's so many of you that have reached out. Thank you for everything you do. Can't wait to start my fantasy baseball camp. <laughs> We're gonna work on the song. We're gonna work on life. We're gonna try to walk the walk. Thank you so much, and I'll see you out on tour, and uh, we'll talk soon. Have a good one till then. Bye. Hi, Daddy. This is Gabby. I just wanted to call to see how you're doing. I miss you a lot. I love you. Bye. I love you more.